Hey guys, and welcome back to the Yes Means Yes podcast. My name is Faith Namshef, and I work as the ARP Counseling and Outreach Coordinator with Rape Counselors of East Alabama. Um, we're joined here with a few guests today that I'm going to let introduce themselves, and of course, one of our interns, Brittany, if she wants to introduce herself as well. Hey, I'm Brittany. I'm um, an intern at RCEA. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> I'm working on my master's in social work. <laughs> I'm Dr. Isabel Scarinci. I am at the University of Alabama, Birmingham, in the, the Department of Obstetrics and Gynecology. And I'm Dr. Butch Busby, a retired dentist in Lafayette, Alabama, and a member of the Lafayette Rotary Club. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us today. I'm so glad that Brittany made the connection so we were able to talk to you about the very important program that you guys have going on right now. So could you, um, either one of you or both of you describe to us, you know, what is the Wipeout program? Isabella, I'll defer to you to start off with and then I'll kind of chime in. So I'll start. So Alabama has the highest cervical cancer mortality in the United States. Uh, which is unacceptable because it is a preventable cancer. We only have two cancers that can be totally prevented, is cervical cancer and colorectal cancer. So having the highest mortality in the United States, we need to change that picture. And so wipeout is really what it says. We're gonna wipe out cervical cancer in Alabama, for Alabama to be the first state to really eliminate this cancer. And then as far as how it pertains to Chambers County, Alabama, uh, while Alabama has the highest incidence rate, Chambers County is the highest uh, incidence rate in a county in the state. So uh, the Rotary Club of Birmingham uh, and the UAB Department of OBGYN and the uh, O'Neill Comprehensive Cancer Center came up with the idea of education and information uh, toward uh, eliminating cervical cancer. So that, that's the beauty of this project is, as Dr. Busby mentioned, a lot of organizations came together uh, the Rotary Club of Birmingham, Rotary Club of Lafayette, uh, UAB, Together for Health, a nonprofit organization that ad addresses cervical cancer in the world, uh, Auburn University, Quality of Life uh, Health Services, a federally qualified clinic that has ser service uh, a lot of East Alabama and the Alabama Department of Public Health. So everybody came together really committed to this effort with what I say, a gift. Every one of us make a unique contribution to this effort. That's not money necessarily, but our talents. Uh, so Alabama Department of Public Health, we'll talk more about it, is doing all these screenings along with quality of life. The Rotary Club of Lafayette is doing a lot of the social mobilization and education. Uh, so everybody really came together to, to move this forward and for us to get there. 
which proves that money is not a solution for everything. You know, a solution many times is the commitment of organizations and individuals like your work, the work you do every day uh, with victims. This is, is very similar, it's kind of mission work. So when people come to the Wipeout um, program, the setup, what do they expect to receive from you guys? Well, I think so, the first thing they're gonna, uh, gonna receive is information and education, first and foremost. It's been kind of interesting how all of this manifested itself and came together because back in November of 2021, Isabel and Dan uh, Jenkins, came down from Birmingham uh, along with Sarah Bowler from Together for Health and gave a rotary program concerning a, a concept of Operation Wipeout. And from that, as Isabel said, a lot of different entities came together uh, and literally in a matter of three and a half months put together a battle plan. Uh, we had an, an information uh, event at Lafayette Day, uh, earlier in uh, April. It was well received. Uh, and then this Saturday, we have the first, first and a hope of many uh, events, which will uh, highlight cervical cancer, the etiologies of it, preventive measures that can be taken and treatment entities. And not only is there going to be education, there will be an opportunity for uh, ladies and for young adults to be screened to receive vaccinations uh, against HPV, which is primary cause of cervical cancer. Uh, it's going to be a really, really big, big thing here for Chambers County, Alabama. And, you know, when you do this kind of program, that's why it's amazing that it's coming together in such a short period of time. It, you can't just say we're going to do screenings and say, okay, here we go. We need to think about the whole follow-up. You know, what good does it do for a woman to get screened? And then she has an abnormality that I can assure your audience, the majority, if we find any abnormalities, it's likely not to be cancer. Cancer will be a very small percentage because it's, cervical cancer is a very slow cancer. So, so what good does it do if we find an abnormality and we say, well, you're on your own? Now, we have really worked with all these organizations to figure out the whole continuum, you know, and even if we find a cervical cancer, uh, we will be with this woman or these women uh, all the way, uh, because that is the commitment of Alabama Department of Public Health, that is the commitment of UAB that we were sure that treatment is provided, especially for women who are uninsured and sometimes afraid of go get screened and say, gosh, if they find something abnormal, I, we hear that a lot, you know, especially among uninsured women, I can't deal with that right now because if I find something wrong, I cannot 
deal with it. I don't have the financial resources. I cannot lose my job and all these concerns. And, and that's what we are very sensitive about. And I wanna go back one step, if you don't mind, because I think it's very important. When we say it's preventable, we really say it's preventable. There are two ways to prevent cervical cancer, HPV vaccination, as Dr. Busby said, HPV is the cause of cervical cancer. So we need to prevent young boys and girls because HPV also causes uh, other uh, cancers like throat cancer, penile cancer, anal cancer. So we need to prevent them from, protect them from this virus. Uh, vaccination is recommended uh, starting as early as nine years of age and go up to 45. But it's more effective the earlier we can vaccinate our children, boys and girls. Now for women that like my age or women who didn't have the opportunity to get vaccinated at an early age, that's where screening comes in. So we know that in Chambers County, if we have a high incidence of cervical cancer today, it's because of lack of screening, because they are adult women. Uh, but we need to also think about our children and protect them for the years to come. So it's a very simple screening. Uh, and everyone who comes on the 30th, every woman who needs a screening will leave with their, her appointment to get screened either at the health department or quality of life health services. So I know that y'all... No, I was just saying that's awesome. <laughs> yes, no, um, that really is. And I really appreciate that um, y'all are taking the steps, not just you know having like this one time event, but walking through the care with them because that's so important, especially because Brittany and I are both in the social work field. It's very easy to do that like first step thing, but then like after that people fall off. So it, that's why it's so important to stick with them through the process. So I, it's great that y'all are able to do that and have the resources to do that. And um, that's amazing that the Department of Public Health is able to help you guys too, because I'm sure you need all the help that you can get, especially, you know, serving a state is such a, wide vast thing i mean we serve like five counties and we can barely keep up sometimes um so i know that you mentioned that uh it was chambers county has the highest incidence yes chambers, so okay. chambers county has the highest cervical cancer incidence in the state mm -hmm. uh and I mean, based on our research and our data nationally, internationally, is lack of screening. Uh, that's why I want to emphasize and re-emphasize about the 30th, April 30th, because it does take a village. Mm -hmm. uh, so for them to block all these appointments for us, you know, because a lot of people complain, well, I go to the clinic and I need to wait three hours for my appointment. So it, it really takes a lot of coordination. And uh, so we are hoping that women really show up and take advantage of it because it is the chicken and the egg. Mm -hmm. 
if we do not have a demand, if we, women do not show up, then these clinics, you know, are are going to be more reluctant in the future to block those appointments. It, you know, it has the resources in public health are limited. So, but if it's a success, then we can keep doing and the goal is to expand then to other counties. So is the goal to, oh, sorry, go ahead, Faith. Is the goal to do this every month or what is your all's goal for like a year from now? Well, for right now, uh, we are looking toward this initial event and the initial screening process and determine the efficacy of our information of how well we're getting the word out, the response of the community, and then reassess where we are. If we, if we need to change some strategies, then we will. But I, I believe that we're looking at a long-term commitment to addressing this problem uh, throughout the state. And then once the model is sort of tweaked, then share it with other counties around the state and mobilize those counties to do the same thing until we can wipe out uh, cervical cancer from Alabama. So because as I mentioned, you know, so it's hard, it cannot do every month because the health, we have 250 appointments blocked for us. So that means the Alabama Department of Public Health is gonna to need to pull resources from surrounding counties, staff to come to chambers for that month to do the appointments. So if the model works, and then, you know, let's say the following as we evolve, you kind of, you all need, you, you know, you need to kind of move because of course, you know, the health department and quality of life do, will not have that infrastructure to absorb 250 women every month. So that's the kind of coordination that is, is, is taking place. So I know that the event is being held in Chambers County, um, but as I'm sure you are both aware, you know, Chambers is like small and then so we serve Chambers, we also serve Tallapoosa, Macon, Russell, and Lee. And those are all like surrounding counties of Chambers, very close. Um, so if you were to have someone who came to Chambers County, but technically lived in like Lee or Tallapoosa, would they be able to get screened? Absolutely. Um, Positively. Uh, it's, it's not a county restricted area. This is going to be a statewide initiative and eventually hopefully a, a nationwide initiative. Uh, you know, you ask, can this kind of thing really work? Well, Dr. Scrinchy is a little modest. Uh, she is a global warrior for addressing cervical cancer. And there's a model over in a little small country called Sri Lanka that uh, cervical cancer has been virtually eliminated now because of efforts of folks like Dr. Scarinci to get the screenings done, the vaccinations done. So if they can do it, we can too. That's awesome. And it's really also what I, I wanna emphasize, Chambers is, is just, I mean, they have an amazing Rotary Club there in the leadership because as I said 
there's no money here. Yeah. It's uh, everybody bringing their own talents and gifts and, and, and expertise. So no, no, and, and, and so we're piloting, if you will, you yeah. know, in, in, in chambers. By the way, so since you serve uh, Tallapoosa and Macon, those are another two counties that are among the top incidents in the state. So actually Tallapoosa is second. Uh, I think Macon is third, but they, they are the, um, the, the, the three counties that unfortunately are on, on, on has the highest incidence. And we know where there is high incidence of cervical cancer, there's high incidence of other health problems because women are not getting screened. Uh, so if they're not getting screened for cervical cancer, they're not getting screened for other diseases as well. Yeah, definitely. And especially with those being rural areas, you know, access to healthcare is just even that more difficult, right? So that's why it's so important that there are community events like what y'all are doing. Um, so we work obviously with survivors of sexual violence and oftentimes we found and spoken with survivors about the impact that um, the trauma has had on things like getting um, gynecological exams, just because of the nature of the exam, the nature of not being in control, however that is. Um, so our question to you is moving forward, is there a less invasive model for pap smear tests or any sort of exams like that that can be utilized that are in the works? Um, I guess as alternatives for individuals who they may not be seeking this because they don't want to experience re-traumatization. Yes, uh, not available yet as part of the healthcare system. So, and this is, we were one of the pioneer groups uh, starting exploring that in the United States and now uh, has been tested globally. There is what we call self-sampling for HPV testing. So, uh, so cervical cancer screening today for women 30 years of age and older, uh, we do HPV testing. Mm -hmm. So they can collect their own sampling and then they don't need it. And they can do, we have shown that they can do as well as the doctor or nurse they can do it at home, they can do it anywhere, it's safe. Uh, and then with the way we did it as a study, uh, they put in the mail uh, and, and send it for processing. Now we have done that, have published the studies here in the US, Brazil, other countries have done very successfully. The issue in the United States is F, it's called FDA. Uh, so until it gets approved by the FDA in the United States, it cannot be part of the normal healthcare delivery. It needs to, like any, any other medicine or procedure, it needs to be approved by the FDA. So that is not available yet because it is going through uh, FDA approval, uh, because the other important thing about that is, is that it needs to be low cost. Uh, so like a pregnancy test, 
so ideally, ideally, hopefully we'll get there that this is an easy test. Right now, it's not like a pregnancy test because a pregnancy test, you know, right then and there. This one, you just, the women, we only collect the sample that needs to be mailed to a laboratory to be tested, but it's not available to the, to the public yet until we get FDA approval. So in the meantime, women need to go to the clinic and need to get screened until this becomes available. Well, it's good to hear that that is something that is being considered because I think it's so important as healthcare workers and as helping professionals that we come together and we're able to identify the barriers to treatment seeking. And for so many of our survivors, one of those barriers is the fear of just the process of a gynecological exam. So I think that the promise of that, of being able to do basically a self HPV test is amazing that that's even in the works. So for your audience that is listening to this, letters to your representative. I cannot lobby, I'm a public servant. Letters to FDA uh, to really urge the approval of this very simple uh, procedure. Uh, that will, hopefully will help. Yes, definitely. Advocating is always underlooked, but really so important. If you bug the crap out of them, they have to do something right. <laughs> My job is generate the data. We have the data to support it. That's, that's you know, what I can do. But I think, I'll, you know, I'll, the population in general can really be the advocates. Um, that's awesome. I think y'all have already kind of spoken on it, but is there anything else you want to add as to why you all are so passionate about this issue? Well, for me, um, as a dentist, um, one of the things that I regularly did on regular exams was an oral cancer examination. And the incidents that we were seeing of oral and pharyngeal cancers in a younger population, we saw it. It wasn't astronomical and wasn't huge, but you could see it after I had a 40 year career and we didn't see many of those early on uh, toward the end and I started seeing more. So when the opportunity arose to uh, involve myself in a campaign to educate and eradicate, uh, it felt like just a natural step to, to move forward. And uh, it has been a real blessing to work with all these entities because it seems like we get one person on board and they know somebody. And just like we met Brittany, uh, you know, we're doing a, an educational event for the uh, Lynette City Council and we meet her and some of her colleagues. And here we are today. Uh, sharing information, sharing resources. So it's been a great opportunity. So I'll say why in a minute, but uh, another thing that I think is important that I we failed to mention is that regardless of our event, so there is an Alabama breast and cervical cancer early detection program. Any uh, woman uninsured 
that has that meet the criteria can get screened for cervical cancer at the health department for free. Uh, and they pay up to diagnosis. And then if uh, the diag and it's free uh, all the way until if 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 they're they diagnosed if the cancer is diagnosed, then there's Medicaid and you know that process. But that is free. The same thing for HPV vaccination for children and women up to uh, the age of 45. If they are uninsured, it's free, free, zero at the health department. And if they have insurance, uh, our insurance uh, cover, cover screening and HPV vaccination. So what is the, you know, so then you keep, we keep asking ourselves why you know, we're not, women are not getting screened. It's, and you allude to that. It's not only women with a history of abuse, it's embarrassment, it's competing priorities, uh, and many fear of finding, <clears throat> of finding something. So the reason is, so we are in one of the largest cancer centers in the country. We have one, what's called the Comprehensive, Comprehensive Cancer Center that is a recognition by the National Cancer Institute here in Alabama. We are the only comprehensive cancer in the three Southerns like Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama. Uh, so that's a great thing, right? So, and people keep asking or uh, making donations to say we need to find the cure for cancer. We do, and I think I, I lost my mom to breast cancer, and I think we need to find the cure. But we have a better gift, that is the prevention of cancer. And that is something that people do not talk about. So if you have a cancer, that screening is free, HPV vaccination is free, and we can eliminate that cancer, and if you have never seen cervical cancer, it's a cervical cancer that you're never gonna forget because of the smell. If you walk, I, I was a student the first time that I entered in a room and I, I, I smell that a woman was served and that smell, I was, I went to college very young. I was very premature. Uh, I was probably 17 when I saw her. That smell never, never left me. And no woman, no woman should go through that humiliation of having such a devastated cancer. So that's the motivation that there is no other. We can prevent a cancer. And why aren't we doing it? Our numbers of cervical cancer now post-pandemic, our fellows, our residents are saying, we are seeing way too many advanced cervical cancer. And in a center, in a medical center like UAB where we shouldn't be seeing those. And with the pandemic, it got much worse. I mean, we're getting advanced cervical cancer UAB more than ever. Our mortality in Alabama today is higher than 1999 of a preventable cancer. 
So we can do all we can, but we also, it's on us to motivate your mom, your aunt, yourself, your neighbor. Uh, that's how we're gonna get done. And because if they don't show up for a screening, then we're gonna continue to have advanced cervical cancer. Sorry, I can get going and going, but, uh, but it's doable. It's right here in front of us. And, uh, and let me, one more thing, boys, man, uh, as Dr. Busby said, today, over 40% of HPV associated cancers are in men. In 10 years, because we're trying to work so hard in cervical, uh, men is gonna surpass women in HPV-associated cancers. So vaccination is the, we need, is the best tool we have. And we need to talk to our neighbors, our brothers, sisters, whoever, uh, ha will have an opportunity to get their kids vaccinated. And you young women, if you didn't get your vaccination, you should go immediately. Not too late. <laughs> Not too late. Um, do you all have a message for survivors? We always ask our people before we end our podcast episodes, but is there a message that you want to give out to our survivors? My message to the survivors is, um, look forward um, and you cannot look back and women who and men who have been experiencing abuse or we do have a good infrastructure in this county in this country actually in Alabama that you need to come forward you need you know I know I know it's very hard to speak up but the, this resource that, that you, you, the service you offer, uh, I ask a lot of questions of Brittany when I met her uh, in terms of confidentiality and feel safe. Uh, and, but for, for the survivors is, is just look forward and, um, and keep going. Uh, that that's you know I, I haven't had that experience so it's I've never been in a survivor's shoes and so it's, it's very hard to say what to do if you haven't walked in those shoes uh, and, and for everybody is for us to be supportive you know supportive of each other uh, that I think that's very important I would add uh, as well that um, as a survivor, utilize the resources that are available that are out there. There are multitudes of resources and help. Um, fight through the, the embarrassment, the, the stigma that you may perceive because it's not your fault. Uh, it's something that uh, that has occurred. And as Isabel said, you can't look back, you gotta move forward. And as a person of faith, 
uh, I would lean heavily on God. Thank you both so much for joining us, for sharing all this really important and necessary information. Um, because like you said, it's, it's all, we all need to work together and all of this is interconnected, right? So you got to look at the person as a whole. And for our listeners out there, can y'all give the location of where you're going to be on Saturday, the times? Uh, yes, the, uh, the event on Saturday will be held at the Alpha Insurance Building uh, in Lafayette. It's at 1006 Avenue A Southeast in Lafayette. It'll be from 9 to 12 Central Daylight Time. Uh, it's right uh, on the Highway 50 uh, Avenue A bypass intersection. Uh, most folks will know, know where it is. Uh, it's right across the street from the Sunoco gas station there on Highway 50. So the Alpha Insurance Building is where we're going to be having it. And between now and then, if anybody has questions uh, or even after, phone number 205-778-8334. 205-778-8334. Thank you guys for that information. And I hope anyone out there who's listening, who is able to get to Chambers County on Saturday and use these services, highly, highly encourage going. They're free. Um, you're gonna have amazing people there helping you out. Um, so yeah, check that out. Uh, I also just wanna give a um, little information for any providers, any gynecologists, any doulas, any midwives, anything like that. If you are interested in learning how to be more trauma-informed to perform um, exams on survivors and go through all that process while, you know, we do wait for FDA approval for other alternatives for them, please reach out um, to us because we do have a training on that and would love to work and collaborate with you. But that is really all we have today. Thank you again so much to our guests. Um, this was super informative and a great cause that you guys are doing and very, very helpful and very, very important services that you were providing. So we're gonna sign off, but I will talk to everyone next time. And again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. And thanks for all you do. And we really appreciate you because you have very hard work. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs>